Hello, welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. This is a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media from a Reformed perspective. Get your Bible and coffee ready and prepare to engage today's topic. Here's your host, Pastor Keith Foskey. Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey and I am a Calvinist. We are back today with day number five of our Christmas movie debate. And today we're going to be talking about the subject of family-friendly Christmas movies. I'm joined today by my two co-hosts, Sam Brown and Richard Roden. Say hello, fellas. How y'all doing? Hello, everyone. We love you. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. And as I said, this whole week, if you haven't been listening, this whole week has been an opportunity to just do something fun to begin the Christmas season. We have been talking all week about Christmas movies. For the first three days of this week, we debated over the best Christmas movies of all time. We had four categories. We looked at classic old Christmas movies. We looked at classic modern Christmas movies. We looked at animated movies, and we looked at Christmas action movies, or or we debated over whether or not that was actually a category. I believe uh, that I won, but th- that we, I'll let you be the decider. I know, <laughs> I know not everybody agrees, uh, but you can go back if you haven't listened to it yet. Go back to days one through three. And by the way, mm. if you're not an if you're not an everyday listener to Coffee and Calvinists, and this is the first time you're turning on the program, let me say this: this program deals with a variety of subjects, sometimes very very serious, and sometimes not very serious at all. And today is one of those times when we're just having fun. So we're not trying to be super serious about this. But when it comes to the subject of being family friendly, we do want to have some seriousness because we want to be addressing a big question. That is, what movies would we show our families? What movies do we think are appropriate for large audiences? And what are the best of the best of those films? So... Uh, Richard and Sam, I'm going to pull you guys in here now, and I'm going to begin by asking this question, and that is the question of what do you define as a a, a family-friendly Christmas movie? How would you how would you define family-friendly? Well, I guess for any any type of movie, but specifically for Christmas movies. Richard, go first. Uh, That's a loaded question. I'll tell you the progression with, with, uh, with like my kids and how I did it in my house. Um, when they were very young, of course, for those of y'all, for the listener don't know, I've got a 14 year old, a 13 year old, and then I've got a six year old and a three year old. Um, when my two oldest were younger, I avoided anything with language, um, sexual content, uh, basically kept it in that G rated to PG rated level. And, you know, I didn't show them anything that had any kind of sinful behavior in it the best I could, which limited it to very little. Uh, the issue I've run into now with what I let my kids watch is, you know, I can, I can avoid language. I can avoid sexual content and stuff in the movies. And, I, and we'll get to where I draw the line in a minute. But my kids go to public school and they come home and tell me all of the just heinous and ridiculous things they hear on the bus, uh, what kids say to them. Um, my oldest daughter, she's gorgeous. And she actually had a boy tell her that because she's so pretty, she's going to have a pregnancy scare one day. I didn't want to know the kid's name because I'm going to go to his house if I find out. (laughs) Um, but that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff they deal with. And I have to talk with them and, and things like that at home when they get, when they get back. So when it comes to a family-friendly movie, for them, they've seen and heard just about everything there is to see and hear at school because the stuff that they're hearing now in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I was here, I didn't hear until senior year in high school. It's just things have progressed so fast. But as far as I'll say family-friendly, I would, from a Christian perspective, and it's hard to even find movies that you can fit into this category anymore, uh, but you try to, if you want family friendly, you gotta, you gotta try to avoid the explicit language and most in sexual content and, um, and things I'll turn off to are, are things that fall into the range of 
if they start blaspheming God, like Family Guy was one of those little cartoons I used to watch. They started making fun of Jesus all the time. Then I cut that out of viewing and all that. Stuff. And I didn't watch Family Guy with my kids. I'm just saying when I was in my early 20s, before I had children. Um, so you try to cut out the sexual content. You try to keep the language down the momentum. You try to keep the, the watch movies that the themes are somewhat, I don't know, pure, but it's so difficult to find any. Even the categories we got, some of the movies we got in the background are going to be difficult to, to fall into that realm, as we're going to discuss in a little bit. So, and the other thing too is we want to talk about family-friendly as Christians, and we don't want to expose our kids to certain things, but then what do we as adults watch? The stuff we don't want our kids to watch. So almost we're hypocritical in that nature. And I'm not trying to preach here. I'm just saying we don't want our children to watch this stuff. We don't want our teenagers to watch this stuff. But when they go to bed, we'll turn it on. So are we being, are we abiding by our own guidelines of family friendly, whatever definition we come up with today? So that's, that's where I would land is at least trying to keep the you know, language and sexual content, especially the sexual content and especially things that start breaching the normative of what scripture lays down for sexuality, which is, breaching into transgenderism, homosexuality. You got so much of that today and you're probably going to get Facebook flagged for me even saying that <laughs> when the content comes out, but that's just the truth of it. I can't turn on the television without seeing something homosexual anymore. And it's, it's, this is all stuff that I have to speak to my kids about when it comes on because they, it'll pop up and they'll just look at me and I'll have to mute the TV and have a 30 minute discussion about, why this is wrong and I understand what you're seeing what you're seeing but this is what God says about it this is what scripture says about it and try to point them toward the truth and guard against some of that stuff because commercials have I mean everything has it. but anyway I'm going too long I'm gonna stop okay. before we have 45 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah go ahead all right brother uh brother Sam tell us uh tell us your thoughts so, so actually, this uh, show is taking kind of a strange turn for me. I'm sort of being very introspective right now with this question. Um, I am wearing my shirt that says Theology Matters. Um, and I think that that applies in all things. Um, the Lord hasn't yet saw fit to bless us with children, but we have had to take custody of a few children um, in our past. And, and I have lots of nephews and nieces, so I've been a part of, of raising many children um, um, throughout my life. So the question is, what is family friendly? And it really depends on the family, right? Um, I grew up in a, in a family where there's rampant drug abuse and, and all of that. So, so what's family friendly to me is very different. So from a Christian perspective, I'll be very succinct. Um, the idea is that you're not raising kids, you're raising adults, right? So and being in the world, but not of the world, that has to be important. So we to have these sterile, um, empty, uh, uh, pale skin, virgin priest kind of movies. I don't think that's necessary as long as you have raised your children and you're able to converse with them and, and explain to them. And, and they understand, right? You have given them their moral standing. If something comes on in a movie or a TV show that's wrong, if you've raised the kids right, they're going to know it's wrong. Right. So I think it can only be good conversation. Um, anything that doesn't glorify God is not family friendly. That's my short answer. And I'm sorry that I went on for so long. No, 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 no. That was great. That was I, I like that. Anything that does not glorify God is not family friendly. OK, so getting uh, I didn't really give an answer for me. I would say that uh, for my for my little ones, I'm very particular about language because they're parrots. They, you know, they, they, mm -hmm. they hear things and they want to, I'm going to pull us all up so we can all see, uh, the, everybody can see us now. Uh, you know, the little ones are parrots, so they're going to parrot what they hear. And I, and I certainly don't want my kids, you know, out in public saying ugly words. So, um, I'm thankful for like when TBS does 24 hours of a Christmas story, they cut out most of the bad language. And that's the way that I, I mentioned this a couple of days ago. That's the way that I remember watching that movie. When I bought the movie on Amazon Prime and showed it to the kids in the very first scene of the three boys walking and he calls them a, you know, a bad language and he calls his dad, you know, stupid and, and all this stuff. I was like, okay, uh, this is not the version that I 
that I necessarily <laughs> remember. Um, and there are programs that you can get to filter that out. There is um, VidAngel. The, the problem that I noted with VidAngel was a lot of movies were not available. You, you, for the movies that they had, it was fantastic because you could literally cut out any words. You, 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 it gave you a list. It said, these are the things that it says. These are the things. And you can go through and just cut it all out. Uh, these are the scenes. It even had, you know, if there was somebody who threw a punch, it would say, this is an act of violence. You can cut that out. And it would literally just fast forward through that part. You would not see it. It's a very interesting technology. And I think a useful technology for people who want to be able to enjoy a movie, but not see certain aspects of it. Uh, but again, language is a big deal. And as, as Richard said, sexuality, I mean, you, you can't even watch the Disney channel mm. right now. Uh, because if you watch the Disney channel, what you notice is every show has a token homosexual character, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a gay boy or a, 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 a homosexual gay girl, you know, they, they're, they're meant to normalize sexual perversion. And um, I don't care what show it is anymore there is going to be a character who is meant to represent the homosexual demographic. And, and so that makes it hard really for anything to be family friendly, friendly anymore. That's a television show or movie or whatever. So um, that all being said, I think we would all agree that language is at, at least a, uh, is an issue for, especially with small children because they parrot things and, uh, and, and overt sexuality. So with that being said, if, if those are sort of the basic parameters that we're talking about, the, the things that are censored on network television, um, let's start with sort of some of the obvious ones. I think we have to eliminate Die Hard. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, just want, I just want to be clear. I want to be clear. I don't necessarily agree that language is a problem. Okay, I understand that. Um, sort of, the sort of sanitized idea... Um, that we've hermetically sealed our language and saying that these words are bad because, you know, society says they're bad. I don't agree with that necessarily. However, I'm not going to complain if they're not in there. Sure. Um, I just think that morally there's far more, far worse things. Like they're not going to, um, if you have a video of a, of a, of a homosexual uh, uh, priest, priest at the Episcopalian church, are we going to, uh, edit that out. I think we should, but I'm sure. just saying. Yeah. So, so there are far more offensive things than just a word that could mean a lot of things. Yeah, and and, and and when it comes to to language, what constitutes ugly language? Yeah, you know, in America, maybe different than in another land, and and so there is a there is a lot of debate over what constitutes ugly language, what constitutes foul language. Um, you know, there's the, there's the, there's the words though, that most of us don't use in polite company and ones that we don't want to hear coming out of our children's mouth. So <laughs> like, I, I don't want my child, my daughter to be going around saying yippee-ki-yay, Merry right. Christmas, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I'm not going to allow her, uh, to watch Die Hard, um, in, in, in any version right now, because right. it is very yeah. violent as well. Uh, so, so I think we can die hard, uh, take that out. And, and really most of the action movies, I think we can, we can set aside. Cause there's another thing that I didn't mention in my part, but I wanted to bring up and that's the issue of fright, scary stuff. Um, in the, in, in Mickey's Christmas Carol. And I remember this because I remember watching it when I was a kid, I watched it when I was like six years old. There's a, there's a part where Ebenezer Scrooge is falling into the fires of hell. Mm -hmm. uh, it's at the very end and, and he's, and he's, he's falling into his grave and the grave is engulfed in flames. And it's as if he is falling into hell itself. And that really scared me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so some parents may also have to consider that that would, that wouldn't make me not show it to my children, but that is a, that's another area that people may be concerned about when, when we talk about family friendly is, uh, most of the Scrooge stories have and remember Scrooge is what won our ultimate debate. You know, the yeah. Christmas Carol won the one of uh, the greatest of all time 
because we said it's been done in so many different ways. And of course the story is long lasting and it's a great moral tale, but it's got some scary stuff. Some of those ghosts are pretty scary. So that's a, so that's another thing about family friendly too. And, uh, and this is a difficult, like you said, Sam, this is not an easy subject. This is, yeah. this is a, this is, it's, it's very subjective. And right. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's scary is, is a good thing too for kids. Um, again, di- the sort of Disneyfication, the sort of sanitization of um, all of the uh, like Grimm's fairy tales and stuff. Um, Anastasia was the first one I ever noticed it with, with like the, of the animated films, like the opening sequence shows her in the, in the family household, but Anastasia, her parents were murdered in front of her. That that's an important part of the story but it was taken out, right? And kids for so long have been, not been told to be afraid of things, that there's evil in the world and that there's bad. So, so like violence, like if it's shocking violence, I think that's more acceptable than like an elf, the sort of comic violence. I don't think comic violence is ever good, but I think like shocking violence can be good because it teaches you to be afraid of things and you should be afraid of things because there's evil in the world and it's very real. And our kids have forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you want to add anything, Richard, or we want to start looking at movies? Um, real quick concerning uh, the sexuality element of it again. Um, Sam made the comment that, you know, if you, if you talk to your kids, uh, that's good protection. And he worded it a little bit different than that. And that's all good and right. Yes, you need to talk to your kids. You need to speak to your kids when you, when, about certain things that they witness and see and direct them toward Christ. However, there is still danger in exposing them to that. And I'm speaking from personal experience and I'll give a little bit of personal testimony here for a second. I grew up in a Christian home. My parents cautioned me against seeing sexual things in TV and movies and so forth and so on. But as I got in my teen years, got a television in my bedroom, watching movies where premarital sex was the norm or even like a TV show friends where you got six 20 somethings who have three different, have different boyfriends and girlfriends in every episode. You got Joey who was the consummate ladies man. And it was normative behavior before my eyes, even though my parents had cautioned me against it and told me all about it. It still was in my face enough that I ended up going down that road and, you know, having sexual partners before I got married and so forth and so on. So there is that danger in exposing your children to that, no matter how much you talk to them about it. Um, I think the caveat in that would be whether or not your children are actual believers and the spirit of God is actually doing work in their life. When you're speaking the truth of God's word into their life concerning those things, I was unregenerate at the time. So my parents could talk to me, they were blue in the face, but it just went in one ear and out the other because the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh had a hold of me versus uh, the spirit of God through the truth of the word of God. If you follow what I'm saying there. So I just want to say, yes, speak to your children, talk to your children when you're exposed to these things, but don't assume that that's just going to do the trick and you can allow them to see some of this stuff and be exposed to it without consequence because there can be serious consequence. Anyhow, now we get to the movies. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I want to uh, uh, just add a, a quick thought. Um, the this is this is a lot more serious than I thought we were going to get tonight, and, and that's good. Me right? too. <laughs> I was ready to laugh tonight. I'm I know. Like, I know. On? We're very serious, and, and that's what I said. So, listener, if you were tuning in for for fun, uh, we're going to try to have some fun here now. We'll get there. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about let's talk about some movies. Here's some movies that I think are uh, uh, problematic. I've already mentioned Die Hard, and I I, I hate to say this because I love it so. I do think uh, Mr. Griswold's <laughs> story is somewhat problematic. It's a it's it's such a fun movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it it, it does have both the language and sexual content issues. So. Even though I know most people watch it every Christmas, um, I don't think it can win the best family-friendly movie of all time. That, that's my, and remember, that's what we're going for. We're not saying 
it's not at all family friendly. We're saying what's the best family friendly movie of all time. I think we have to remove it. Uh, that's my opinion. Um, and I feel I the same. Fair. Okay. I think that's fair. Okay. Richard, do you agree? Yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. Okay. If we didn't so, remove that after everything we just said, uh, <laughs> we're and, hypocrites. And, and, well, the problem too, is I think we're going to have to eliminate a Christmas story unless we say we're only looking at it from the television version. But if we do that, we could do the same for Christmas vacation. So I think, I think a Christmas story has it, it you know, you got the leg lamp, there's a little bit of sexual innuendo mm. there, but more so it's the kid's language. It's just outrageous at certain points. Um, I, I don't have I don't have a problem with him fighting the bully. I think that's actually no. a good good part is the fighting of the bully because that's something I think is sometimes necessary standing up for yourself. So uh, so I, I don't I don't have a uh, I don't have a problem there. But um, that that's where I'm at on on Christmas Story. How about you guys? Well, yeah, I agree with you on that. Christmas Story's got to go for the language alone, um, and I also agree with you on the bullying aspect of it. Is I mean, scripture is very clear. You you can defend yourself, and that's okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's got to go for the language and um and the lamp. It does have a uh, some sexual <laughs> elements to it. The lamp. <laughs> the lamp. Now, Sam, you've never seen a Christmas story, right? I was actually going to say I'm going to abstain from this vote because I still have not seen that movie. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's think of some other movies that I think are directed more at children. What about the movie? uh elf do we is elf problematic even though you may hate it uh, you may hate will ferrell um there's only one scene that i can think of and that's where his father tells him to take off the tights and he pulls his pants down and his and his stepmother comes in and sees him naked but you don't see anything you just see her reaction which is screaming but other than that i, I i'm trying to think if there's language um in elf i don't remember i i, I uh if there I is it's on the very low end of the spectrum with your you yeah. know um he double hockey stick something like that uh i tell you what uh, i can do what we talked about earlier i can pull it up on the internet the 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 if you go it, it, there's there's a ton of websites to do this listener, but if you're listening, you can go to imdb.com. You can look up any movie on IMDb. And if you look up under, um, let's see here, there is a tab that takes you to parent reviews, I think is what it's called. Um, and it'll tell you about language and things like that. But Richard, you were going to say something? I was just saying, I, I, I don't remember much of anything as far as language. There's no innuendo or anything in the movie. It's just Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell and, you know, trying to, uh, if I've, I've only seen it once and that was enough. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he's trying to get the spirit of Christmas back up or something like that. Cause I don't remember, but the, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. There you go. So, okay. Uh, now, now I am su- I am surprised. I pulled up. This is the IMDb. You have to go to the more section and you click on parent guide. And I'm very surprised to see uh, under language, under profanity, there are a few uses, not a lot, but a few uses of profanity. Um, several uses of the name of God. Uh, you know, oh my God, as a expletive um, is used. Uh, and, um, the, the, excuse the expression, the H word, the D word, uh, several times. Um, and you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't remember. It's funny. I, you know, I don't remember those things, but that's, that that's showing up. So, so here's, here's the thing for you listeners. If you are interested in this, if, if this is a concern for you, um, and, and you want to know how many bad words are in a movie or what kind of violence it has. You can go to several websites. We talked about this before the show. Family, uh, was it Focus on the Family? Richard mm-hmm. ha- has one. Yes. Um, uh, and that's a, one from a Christian perspective. IMDB is basically just a straight parent's guide. It tells you it has sections, sex and nudity, violence and gore, profanity, alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and frightening and intense scenes. So that's that kind of goes to what we talked about, Sam, right? That's pretty much the basic categories and, mm-hmm. and the amount that people would allow 
is going to be different, but that's, this is a place they can go to find out. And so I think elf would still fall basically into the, into, into um, family friendly, but I don't think it should win because I think it's awful. But <laughs> Okay. So we have eliminated elf as, as not that it's not family friendly, but it's certainly not the best family friendly movie. And that's where I think we need to start narrowing our focus because if we talk about, all of these movies will be here all night. We've already, we've already gone for about 30 minutes. So let's start narrowing it down to movies that we know are family friendly in the sense that we don't have to worry about language. We don't have to worry about sexual content. We don't have to worry about any of those things. And they're good movies. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and put a couple out there for discussion. The first one is Charlie Brown Christmas. We all loved it. We talked about the fact that it references Luke chapter 2. We talked about the fact that it was, um, you know, the only one of our semifinalists that really gave a, a gospel presentation of the birth of Christ, referencing the birth of Christ. Uh, so I, I think as far as family-friendly movies go, I think that has to be a finalist. Um, the next one is not a, uh, a necessarily a, a Christian movie, but still Christmas, and that is Grinch. I think Grinch is, there's no real language. I don't think there's anything really scary about it, even though I guess some, some parts of the Grinch is, is a little, maybe a little frightening for very small children. Um, but, you know, I know, I know which one I'd vote for if I were going to compare Charlie Brown and the Grinch, but, but uh, you know, I'll let you guys chew on that for a minute. Do y'all have any ones you want to add to this conversation that, you're, that come to mind? I do. I do. Okay. Um, there were some that were left there to last debate, but this is explicitly family friendly. So um, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. I think is one. I, I can't even hardly talk about this movie without tearing up. It is such a beautiful, epic meditation on the power of faith and belief. Um, uh, are you, have you guys seen this movie? Have you heard of it? The name of I've it never is, heard of it. What was the name of it? Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, was, I've never seen was originally made up, I think, back in 1957. Charles Bronson was in it, but there have been a few different renditions about it. A uh, newspaper writer struggling with the death of his wife has to answer, I'm sorry, like I said, I get all choked up even talking about it, has to answer a little girl's question that was written into the newspaper that she didn't, was there Santa Claus? And it's just epic meditation on, on beauty and love and loss and pain and faith. It's, it's really just an amazing film. Wow. Well, this is, I just pulled it up. It says, inspired by the famous 1897 editorial that has become a holiday staple. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus tells the story of the young, of young Virginia O'Hanahan or O'Hanlon. And it does in fact, like you said, star the, um, the late Charles Bronson and several other actors of note here. And uh, yeah, I would encourage people to go to IMDb and look this up. You can find uh, find all kinds of information here about it, and just just so we know, it is a made for TV movie. So that <laughs> it says that it says uh, right here. So uh, it's gonna have it's gonna be totally clean. Yeah. All right. I had never heard of that. That is yeah. definitely gonna go on the list. It's wonderful. Sure. All right. How about you, brother Richard? Do you have a, a anyone that you'd like to put in? Well, from our list that we originally had. Um, I don't have anything outside of our list because I hadn't really taken time to think about it today. But I think we could add a one. It's a Wonderful Life to Family Friendly. There's nothing really in that other than the one scene where uh, her she's hiding in the bushes because her coat or something came off. But other than that, I can't think of anything um, explicit in that other than like maybe some well, I mean, really frightening elements. But it's just I would add a one. It's a Wonderful Life to it could be potentially family friendly. And um, it's been a long time since I've seen the Santa Claus. Is there really anything in that? That's... I need to move my head. By the way, those aren't all the movies. I, right. I just, that, that's just a sampling of what we've looked at over the last four days. And I think the Santa Claus uh, is fairly, fairly family friendly. Um, it is a, certainly a movie that is aimed at children. That's another thing, too. Not all the movies we've discussed are aimed at children. Uh, I would, I certainly, right. <laughs> certainly die hard is not. Um, and, uh, you know, not even, 
movies like Christmas Vacation, I don't think that's aimed at children. I think that's aimed at the parents of children. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking up the Santa Claus, there's one use of the, um, there's, there's a couple of expletives that very, very tame as far as that is concerned. Um, but ultimately a lot, actually, if you look at it in comparison to elf, a lot less than elf as far as anything problematic on the, on the IMDB website. So certainly, certainly would count as family friendly, but then you got to go to the question, is it a good movie? <laughs> well, I didn't say it was a good movie. We're just going off of something you can show your kids. <laughs> <laughs> like well, you said in the, in the, but in we want to come, but we want to get the best, right? We want to, right. we are, we are doing this for the listener. We are, we are thinking so they don't have to. We, we, well, I'm just trying to get some movies in there to talk about. To I get got down you. To the best. I got there you. you go. Well, uh, I think, I definitely think a wonderful life is good. Uh, I think it certainly, and, and you had some nice things to say about a wonderful life, Sam, last, oh, yeah. last time. Yeah. So great, great movie. So I definitely, and, and in that vein, and when, when you mentioned the, uh, the Virginia, there's a Santa Claus movie made me think about miracle on 34th street. Mm-hmm. I think both, I think both versions of that would be very, very safe. And it's interesting. All of the, a lot of these are falling into that older classic, you know, even Charlie Brown Christmas is made in the fifties, I think, or sixties. So it's still really, it's not a modern classic. It's an older classic and seems like the newer, the movies, the less likely they are to have a clean slate. You and know? we're also forgetting our overall winner, a Christmas Carol. I can't see how that's other than the frightening element wouldn't be, cause there's no, especially the thirties version. There's no real language in it. No, wouldn't and, be any language. And, and that again raises the question, well, does it just win again? I don't think so because I think at this point we're asking a different question. Right. In the in the in the original debate we were asking what's the best movie. I think at mm-hmm. this point we're saying what's the best movie we can enjoy with all ages. I think okay. that, that well. may, and, and and I don't think that Christmas Carol appeals. Maybe Mickey's Christmas Carol might appeal to all all ages. So so maybe the story could still. But if if I were going to sit down tonight, if I said okay, I've got I've got Hope and JJ and and Faith, and I've got, you know, Ashley, who's 22. So I've got a three-year-old all the way up to a 22-year-old, and I've got my wife. And let's just say, for instance, I've got my mother here. And that's another, that's another thing, too, right, is I, is I want to I be comfortable sitting with mom. I would have no problem with watching uh, Miracle on 34th Street, Wonderful Life, The Santa Claus, Grinch, um, Elf. Well, maybe not Elf, but Elf probably. But what was the other one? We had the there was one that that, that I mentioned, and now it's Santa Claus. The Santa Sa- Claus. We mentioned that, and oh, the Roman Christmas and, Carol, and and Peanuts. The 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 Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. But but there's one other one. There's and I got I'm gonna pull this up on IMDb. You guys tell me your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Home Alone? I think it's not a family friendly movie at all. Okay. I it's I think it's an abomination. And okay. I'll tell and I'll tell you why. Um I I don't think that especially when you're talking about with children that we should always be sanitizing everything to keep them uh, uh protected is what we're trying to do. This I this idea of childhood is a very new thing, right? A hundred years ago or two hundred years ago, kids at nine years old were fighting off bears, right, for food. So this idea of a pristine childhood is a very new thing in humanity. Um and I think that home alone um infantilizes people and and it really makes like the use of comic violence which i think is far worse than like shocking violence because it teaches you to laugh at it it teaches you to to be that it's funny that hitting a guy in the face with a paint can is funny do you really want your which would actually kill that dude right they showed showed that on a, a there's a there's a youtube video that that discusses how many deaths would have occurred as a result of Kevin's yeah. traps and they would have died like 60 times as a result yeah, of all yeah. the different things, but continue. I'm sorry. No, no. That, and that's kind of, that's kind of my point is, is if, if I were genuinely trying to say, what do I want to want to teach 
uh, what do I want children to take away from a movie? I think Home Alone is a terrible example. I, I would offer another entry um, that I enjoy a surprising amount. But you wouldn't think I would, but Christmas with the Cranks is actually a fun Christmas movie. That's an interesting one that I did not put on the list only because I was trying to keep within a certain amount, but that mm-hmm. was, that's a, that's high up on a lot of, on a lot of Christmas yeah. movie lists. Have you ever seen that one, Richard? Never watched it. I can't remember who's in it, but I think I don't like one of the actors. That's why I never watched it. I well, it's, it's Tim Allen and I know you're um, not, a, you're not a Tim Allen fan, but it's also Jamie Lee Curtis, which I think uh, makes up for the Tim Allen. <laughs> So I'm not, so Tim Allen, I'm not a fan of his and Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not a fan of his either. <laughs> I don't, I never really had a problem with Tim Allen. I mean, I used to watch the home improvement and I kind of like him in last man standing, but I'm not. Okay. Like, it was Sam. That liver die by I, I remember somebody right. had an issue with Tim. Allen. I think he's a joke. I don't, but that's, that's why I said, I like that movie a surprising amount. It's fun. You know, they're chasing him down. He doesn't want to participate. They want to go to the islands. It's a lot of fun for a movie. And it's got Dan, it's got Dan Aykroyd as the homeowners association leader, yeah. which is yeah. the, which is just awesome. Uh, okay, so well, that's hey, that's a. I'm gonna look that one up in a minute. But just just to bring this back up, we were just talking about Home Alone. I I noticed something interesting. It said it would have gotten a G rating if it were not for the language. Isn't that interesting? Is yeah. but that's what I was gonna say. Is uh, the way his brother talks to him is there's language in that. Um, I want to say even Kevin throws some words out he there. Does. there. He does. He does. The list is here. I'm, I'm actually reading the list now. I can't read it out loud, of course, but it's, there's a lot of, a lot of language here. And it says very specifically, if it were not for the swear words, the movie would have gotten a G rating. But notice though, what Sam mentioned when we were talking, Sam didn't mention the swear words. He mentioned the violence. Violence gets a G rating. Yeah. And, and it would have been a G rating. Um, but I guess they see the violence as somewhat of a Warner Brothers. Uh, uh, it's Tom and Jerry. Wiley it's, Coyote. Type. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, that's the way they. That's the way they're thinking of it. Okay, so Christmas with the Cranks. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Uh, give me just two seconds here. Uh, Why are you looking it up? To your point of would you sit down with your family for a Christmas Carol? I just mentioned watching that one night, and both my teenagers are like, "Oh no." <laughs> just because it'd be boring to them. So yeah, if we're going for that, what can you sit but down they and would, everybody be entertained? But right. but um would they watch a more modern version of it? I wonder. They probably I'm sure they wouldn't want to watch the 38 version. But well, I would, watched I had the one with Patrick Stewart which is in the 90s and they still didn't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if it you can't matter. if you can't watch Captain Picard, I mean, right. yeah. All right, now I've got. Listen, I've I pulled it up on um, IMDb. This is Christmas with the Cranks, Sam. So I'm looking it up. I see here under sexual sex and nudity, almost nothing, uh, and and it's it's making little references to like wearing a bikini and stuff. So that's how many. When I say it's almost nothing, it's yeah. it's 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 very small. I think they go to a. I think they go to get uh, tanning or something, and so they're probably yeah. in bathing suits. So that's what that's referencing. As far as profanity, almost nothing. Uh, under alcohol, drug, they drink wine with a meal. That's the only thing it mentions. And uh, nothing frightening except for a guy falls off of a roof, which if you've ever watched Home Improvement, you've seen Tim Allen fall off a roof. <laughs> so honestly, of all the ones I've looked at, Christmas with the Cranks has probably the least amount of offensive stuff, at least from IMDb, and I know that's not, you know, but but it seems to be pretty, pretty uh, um, uh, thorough, you know, when I'm looking at it comparatively. So, man, that's in the running. I think I think we got some really good ones. I think if you're looking for a a a movie and not a cartoon, because that's the other thing too, right? We got to cons- we got to consider both Grinch and Peanuts or the the Charlie Brown. They're both cartoons, so you got to mm-hmm. kind of be in the mood for a cartoon. If you're watching with little kids, you know, if this is just you and mom and dad. You know, like me, if I'm watching with my wife and my dad and my, my stepmom, you know, who are 75 and we're in our 40s, uh, well, we're actually just 40. I'll make sure I say that. And my wife is still 29, just so everyone knows. She's very clear about that. 
Good answer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so if we're, if it's just adults, we probably wouldn't sit down to a, we probably wouldn't sit down to a cartoon. So keeping that in mind, it's a wonderful life. Uh, Miracle on 34th street and Christmas Carol would all qualify, but you'd have to be in the mood for an older movie. But it seems like if you're in the mood for a modern movie, Christmas with the Cranks may be the one if we are not in, and, and the only reason I'm not thinking of the Virginia movie, Sam, is because it is, it, I've never seen it and it's not a, it's a made for TV movie. So I'm not even sure how easy it would be to get. Amazon, um, Amazon prime has it. Does you it have can, it? Okay. All right. So for three bucks. So. so here's our recommendations. If you're a listener and you're listening, definitely I'm going to check out the Virginia uh, there is a Santa Claus. I want to see that now that Sam has given it his his 100% seal of approval. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. I've forgotten how good it was, but it is a good movie. And uh, Richard, you haven't seen that? I've never seen either one of those you just mentioned, but you know, I can imagine Christmas with the Cranks will be fine. Okay. So, uh, well, d- d- have your wife a date night and watch a silly Tim Allen, uh, Tim Allen movie. Uh, but ultimately I, I think, I think those are some pretty solid recommendations for family friendly movies, but I still, I haven't got, we still haven't said which one is the king and I'm not sure we can guys. You want to, y'all want to say this one is the best. You want to, you want to make that statement? I'll defend Christmas with the cranks all day long. I think that has everything you need for a fun Christmas movie without an explicit presentation of the gospel. If we're looking for that, I don't think we have a good modern fun Christmas movie. Um, outside of outside of that requirement, I think Christmas with the Cranks stands head and shoulders above all the rest um, because anybody can watch it and have fun. All right, Richard. Well, it, it's the subjectivity of it all. Is are you looking for something just fun to watch, or are you want something with meaning? If you want something with meaning, you go to a wonderful life or you go to a Christmas carol. If you want something fun, you go to Christmas with the cranks. So it's kind of like subcategories of the final category. So picking exactly. a winner, that's the difficulty. Um, I would lean more with, I would probably watch It's a Wonderful Life over a Christmas carol sometimes um, just because it's a little bit lighter than a Christmas carol. But if I had to vote, um, that's tough. <laughs> uh, I'd probably, I'd probably still overall family friendly. I'd probably go with a wonderful life because I, when I sit down to watch a Christmas movie, I'm not looking necessarily for fun. I'm looking for meaning. So I'd probably go with a wonderful life or a Christmas carol, but I'd probably lean toward a wonderful life. And I'll do that just for my daughter. Cause she screamed at me today again in your presence. And I, and I, I heard her. Yes. I was, I, uh, <laughs> I was proud of her spunk. She was very spunky. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, so it seems like a split decision, and, and um, unfortunately, I'm not I'm not going to try to break the tie because I do think we're I think we've gone to the point where we're in different categories, and it's not really fair to say one is better than the other. It depends on what you're looking for, and if you're looking mm-hmm. for a fun Christmas movie that's more modern and uh, you know has a has a fun message, and you get to see. Uh, Dan Aykroyd as a homeowner association leader, then you watch Christmas with the Cranks. If you're looking for something with a little bit more meaning, you got It's a Wonderful Life. And I have one other thought, and I want to ask you guys this, and this is where we're going to sign off because we're about, we're pretty much out of time. If people are still listening to us, God bless them because we've been going for a while. Uh, how do you feel, and, and we'll take, take two minutes each, how do you feel about movies and this may come up to an issue of theology and and i know theology does matter that's our motto at church and i know it's your shirt sam how do you feel about movies that are chris christ focused movies at christmas time for instance that a few years ago a movie came out the nativity which was supposed to be a, a a dramatic retelling of joseph and mary and their trip to bethlehem what are your thoughts about movies like that and, and and I'll finish with my thoughts and, and we'll close. Um, I'll go first uh, and I'll be brief. I'm not a big fan of them because when you, if you know what you're looking for, you find all the errors in them and you kind of just, you're like, that ain't right. It's sitting to follow, quite follow the Bible, right? Whatever. I've just not been a big fan of them. Um, 
so I, it bothers me a lot when Liberty is taken with Christian elements. Now there are good Christian movies, you know, the passion, you know, I'm not saying the whole thing's good, but, and that's not a Christmas movie. I understand that it's more uh, Easter, but, um, the, uh, I like it because it shows the brutality of what Christ went through. Or even the Apostle Paul that came out not too long ago. That was a really good one. Um, that had Jim Caviezel in it. Uh, I forget what, I, I don't know if it was called the Apostle Paul, but anyway. But I've just never been a real big fan of religious movies because Hollywood always gets it wrong most of the time. <laughs> okay. So, And I've never seen The Nativity, so I may be taking out a turn. I don't think I ever watched that, but that's probably why I didn't watch it because it's just one of those. I've not been, never been a big fan of, of, of those too much. So, Sam, go ahead. My two minutes are up. So, um, anytime Hollywood makes a Christian film, they flub it big time. They don't get it right. And every time Christians make films, they just stink. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Why we're the worst filmmakers in the world. That may they... be the most controversial statement all week. Fair but... enough. <laughs> I, stand, I stand by it. I apologize for nothing. Prove You're me right. Wrong. Yeah. Or what is it Stephen Crowder says? Change my mind, right? Yeah. Um, Christian movies are terrible. Change my mind. We have the greatest stories ever. We have the stories upon which all modern societies are built. We have the stories upon which civilization for the entire world is built, yet we can't make a decent movie. And it actually is something I'm very passionate about, that it, it frustrates me very much. Um, so I, to shortly answer your question, I hate them. Okay. Well, me and Sam are in agreement. <laughs> okay. uh, I will say this real quick before you say something, Keith. There's good news on the horizon, uh, Sam. Uh, there's a group trying to launch something called Lure TV, L-O-O-R TV. Yep. And they're trying to go up against Netflix and all of them because they're wanting to make Christian movies great again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm anyway. familiar with Mark, Marcus Pittman. He's actually a, a friend of mine on Facebook, and he's, a, he's, a, he's an then excellent you say, filmmaker. I, I'm not sure they get off the ground. I'm not sure yeah. they can say again, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> making Christian movies okay. great. Period. Okay, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm going to throw my 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 last thoughts out there. Uh, uh, the reason why I asked about that a few years ago, that movie, The Nativity, came out. I think my wife and I went and saw it in the theater. There were some liberties taken. Overall, it was pretty good. The thing is, when you're telling the story of Joseph and Mary going to Bethlehem and having Jesus to make that a two hour film, you know, you have to add things because it's, you know, that you're looking at not a lot of source material biblically. And so, uh, yeah, that, that, that that's an issue, right? They're going to add things like they had, uh, there was this whole scene about how the people of Nazareth, were saying things about Mary because she was pregnant before she was married. And none of that's in the Bible. I mean, none of that, 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 that's an assumption, but that's not a biblical assumption. You know, all we know from a biblical perspective is that Joseph was going to divorce her because she was found to be with child, but ultimately, you know, or, or basically break the betrothal. Um, but, but, but anyway, like I said, I'm going too far. The, ultimately my thought is this, th there, there are some who would say that any portrayal of Christ or biblical, uh, characters is a, is a, is a, is a breach of the second commandment. It's a making of a graven image that you, you'll see this online, the argument about a two CV or a two uh -huh. second commandment violation. Um, mm. I, I don't necessarily fall into that category, but I do think some things are, uh, skirt the line of of danger, and uh, but but I want to I want to I want to give one recommendation. This is a movie that I have over the years shown. It is a portrayal of the life of Christ, and it is simply called the Jesus Film. This has been used by missionaries for years. Have you guys ever seen it? Never heard of it. No it's clue. called, look it up on YouTube. It is available for free. Missionaries translate this movie into languages and take, in, take this film and show it to people who can't read. And it's, the, it's not just the birth of Christ, but it does. it's the Gospel of Luke. It, the whole narrative is taken from the Gospel of Luke, from the birth of Christ 
to the death, burial, and resurrection. And as far as Jesus movies is concerned, I think it's the best one. And and I and I put it up against the Passion. I put I put it up against you know because it doesn't focus so much on the brutality of the cross, but the cross scene is is really good. Ultimately, though, the the person who portrays Christ, I think, does a good job. Yes, he's white. Yes, he speaks with a British accent. That that throws a lot of people out of it. But ultimately, what, what's wrong with that? What. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't Jesus speak didn't English? Jesus have a British accent? Yes, come yes, on, yeah. that's what all the movies <laughs> yes. say. Thou shalt not. Yes, no. Um, so, but go look it up if you listener. Go look it up. The Jesus film. It's one of those movies that usually around Christmas time I'll sit down with my family and I'll watch it because it tells the story from the birth to the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ in a in a very watchable way, and it follows the narrative from the Gospel of Luke. So that's my recommendation. It's not, like I said, I think as far as keeping it to scripture, I think it's about as good as you're going to get in in that regard. So gentlemen, I appreciate you all so much. And I hope our listeners know how much work goes into this. (laughs) We are, we are up all night and Sam, I see you. You have something you want to say? Yeah, I'm going to watch those movies I told you to watch. Ignore the other two guys. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Only listen to me. I'm the greatest film critic of all time. Thanks for coming to Sam's call. Caffeinated Calvinist Christmas cinema criticism extravaganza. The caffeinated Christmas Calvinist roundtable. Richard. One last thought. Best cartoon, obviously. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown. Got to gotta throw that out there because we didn't get there. So if you haven't watched that, watch that and listen to Linus tell us about Luke chapter two. Gentlemen, right. thank you again. Let, for let, your, let your kids watch Die Hard. I don't care what these <laughs> other guys do. <laughs> I hope you all have a great Christmas season and you enjoy the movies. And, uh, and may God bless you. Thank you for listening and watching Coffee with the Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I've been your Calvinist. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee with the Calvinist. If you enjoyed the program, please take a moment to subscribe and provide us feedback. We love to receive your comments and questions and may even engage with them in a future episode. As you go about your day, remember this. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. All who come to Him in repentance and faith will find Him to be a perfect Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life and no one comes to the Father except through Him. May God be with you.